Who's the Banner Podcast? Banner Podcast. Who's the Banner Podcast? What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruce and Banner Podcast. I am your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, is the legendary Brew Crew. What up, fellas? I got water, I got, that song set up well i did it for um for uh, the super bowl uh announcement oh, that uh rihanna but now uh what's your name black girl on top we have our <laughs> special guest here uh <laughs> it all it all it all comes together uh you're a genius man you're a genius you don't you don't, you don't even know you're a genius That's the, uni- the universe genius conspires for my favor <laughs> there you go. Way to be humble about it. Right. With some Lord that's, of the Rings shit. That was real humble. Yeah, that sounds like Game of Thrones. Real Game yeah. of Thrones. Uh, what up, what up, what up? The world is controlled by you who controls the world. Welcome to Bruising Banter <laughs> Podcast, where the topic is the rocket and the brew. Well, that be Fuel. And I'm your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, the legendary brew crew. What's going on, fellas? Hi. What's going on, everyone? How y'all doing? Good, good, good. good. You know, good. <laughs> this is uh, yo. That that behind the scenes that behind the scenes joke was hilarious. Just so you, I just wanted you. To be <laughs> before, uh, before we... <laughs> it's behind the scenes, totally behind the scenes, but hilarious. Uh, Thank you very much. I just want you. That's to what know. I took from what you said. So, uh... <laughs> this is episode this is episode one eighty of Bruising Banter Podcast for the first time, listeners and viewers. Hello. Welcome. Uh, Hello. Welcome, welcome. Hey, uh, guys. For those who have been rolling us with us from day one or, or jumped in in the middle, welcome back. We always welcome love back, that guys. you are here uh, for another edition, episode of the pod. Round. Round. Uh, I don't if know, you another, will. Another, another thing for uh, another thing. Of it. I don't know. <laughs> Can't think of anything else. Spin for another. Um, uh, <laughs> another. So you want to spin the block for another? Episode? Yeah, you can spin the block. <laughs> you can spin the block on it if you go into the coffee. Room. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, like I said, this has been episode one. This is episode one eighty, and we do have a special uh, guest with us this evening, this afternoon, this morning. Whenever you're listening or watching, uh, this is for you. We have uh, Adina Brewerton Brown. Uh, for those who don't know, that is Black Girl on Tap, uh, the business, the brand. So we want to bring her into the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yay. Welcome, welcome to the How podcast. You? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're Very glad nice. that you are here. Um, before we get into everything, we always like to know what everybody is drinking on. So. 
What are we drinking today? Oh, we always start with our guests. So, uh, Dina, what are you drinking today? So, I have a, a two roads. Too juicy. Too juicy. It's delicious. I actually was able to pick it up at Costco, which is a little random. But the Costco, like Christiana, they sell liquor, they sell beer. And they oftentimes have some um, some good stuff in there. So I picked it up because it's one of my go-tos. Okay. Wait, where's this Costco's at? Costco's at Christiana Mall. Christiana Mall. Uh-huh. They sell beer in there? I well, they sell beer I'll, in there. Yeah. Um, there's like a little... Like yeah, I knew BJ's yeah, had a little section. Lo- I didn't know Costco beer like that. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. They do. Interesting. Well, there you go. Y'all learn yep. something new every day. Right, um. every day. <laughs> Sheesh. Every day on Earth, there's something new to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start talking in grandioso type Can you not? What's the, uh, uh, the Psalms <laughs> of Robert? <laughs> What's the ABV on that thing? Uh, it's 8.2. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It's a hazy, juicy IPA. And it definitely is juicy. Talks about keep it juicy. And they did a pretty good job with this. She said, after this, yeah, I'm going yeah, to sleep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Nighty night wins, Louis. <laughs> um, Dang. All right. Uh, yo, what you drinking on? Yo, I got what you hit me with yesterday. This from Human Robot. Oh, boy. That thing is nice. <laughs> that uh, hell to the leaf. Uh, it's a IPA as well. Um, was it the so? What's the Widowmaker thing? The Widowmaker is the other brewer. Yeah. It was a collaboration. Oh, okay, it's a collab. That's what I try to look for, but it doesn't say anything on the can. But I kind of figured it was. But Human Robots out of Philly, PA. Shout out to Philly. Oh yeah, here it is. Widowmaker Brewery. I think they're out of Massachusetts, from. I believe. I think they're oh, okay. How could how come I don't have no ABV on this thing? Oh, no, I, th- I, I think I had to look it up. It was like 6.2 or something like that. I thought it was on. Oh, I thought it was going to be something creepy because the, the can looks aggressive. Oh, maybe. maybe <laughs> so I just thought it was going to be a little higher. If you read the description on the, on, the, uh, on, the, on the website, they said they smoked a little weed and then they made this beer. So maybe they forgot to put it on there. <laughs> Is that what they said? <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that's that's right. The, I mean, well, that's what the leaf is. The, the leaf is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Hell to the leaf, then. Shit. Had I known, supposed to get a little hemp action in there. I think a little. It's supposed to be a little uh, hemp action or smell look, in the, in look the at it in the glass, though. Can you see it? Yeah, it looks delicious. That thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nice wow. and beautiful. That don't look like an IPA at all. Oh yeah, it looks a little thick when you look at it on yeah. camera, but it's uh-huh. not. It's not thick though. Not thick, it didn't come out. It didn't come out the way it looked. Nah, but it definitely is. What is it? Dang? Hazy, hazy, and it's. Sort of. Okay. It's right. But it has a lot of, I think the note, the uh, hops they use is a real tropical fruitiness to it. Yeah, I was going to say it's real, like a tropical mm, fruit. It smells delicious. It smells, del- it actually tastes <laughs> delicious too, it Lou. It does. Come on. <laughs> Lou, it's I, good. I, I believe it's you, good. man. I believe you. Okay. Your taste buds are different than mine. Uh, uh, this is true, <laughs> but but you know sometimes you get one that you be like, oh, absolutely. Right. I, like, I can't wait to try it, but I, I just didn't want to try. I don't like. I don't really like trying stuff on the podcast that I'm like keeping in the cooler. I don't want to. Yeah, you know, I, know. I, I and, and I want to be sipping on something throughout the episode that I actually enjoy. Right. So I like to try the IPAs off air. What? So you can go. 
Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> nobody see you. Yeah. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> honest, do you really do that? Do y'all really like get rid of beer? Because to me, it's like a foul on a play. If I start it, I typically will finish it to the best of my ability. It depends but on what it is. Sometimes you you be like, yeah. It Sometimes you got it. Sometimes depends on what it is and how many beers I'm in. Like if okay. I if this yes. is the third one and it's gross, I'm like, nah, I don't even care. I don't even know <laughs> how much that first one. If it's something that that just gotta go, it got to go. Yeah, I mean. that's true too. That's true too. <laughs> There's some nasty beer out here, man. Well, there was one beer. There's I don't some know. nasty off air beer. I don't know if I didn't <laughs> shake it up drunk. right, or I didn't roll it right, or I didn't let it something. It, and it was it was from last night. No, no, I wasn't last night. It was, you a, had, it was uh, a while ago. This was a, a while ago. It was. It was something special. <laughs> Yo, and sometimes, like, I let Rob talk me out of shit. Like, last night he had something. I don't remember what it was, but he said, ugh. And I was like, Yo, if Rob don't like it, I ain't even about to <laughs> go for that. <laughs> I mean, I don't it, know it what grew, it was, though. It grew on me, actually, after, after a couple more yeah. sips. But it wasn't it wasn't the greatest beer I ever had. Um, yeah, I don't want nothing to grow on me. I, I wanted to hit me right away. Right. Well, yeah, I wanted to get that sip. Like, I want to be like, wow. Good. Like, I want to chase the sip after the first sip. I want to. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I want to keep, like, oh, I want I wanted to taste like that first sip. Yeah. Right. If it's but good. you never get that. I feel like if something hits you that way, as you continue to go through it, you might explore something new. But I feel like sometimes, like, Rob, you can, it can grow on you. You take a first sip, and then as you start to explore it, here you go. Yeah. But I do yeah. agree. It's like, you know, if you find something that you like, like that boss tweet, to me, that's one of my favorites, and I can't mm. wait for it to come back because it's that first sip that got me. Yeah, and so yeah. I'm gonna be tasting it, and we're gonna see how it does when it comes out this season. But you know, even with that, sometimes you have something one season when they put it out. Yeah, next time it comes around, like yeah. Yeah. Not- the soil wasn't right for them hops last year. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or could have been the water mm-hmm. or a different bird. Water, came yeah. In. yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. They put cinnamon in it instead it's, of paprika or something. Yeah, it's so many things that can jack up. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Or maybe they had like a, a dip, they had California cinnamon last time, and now they got Michigan right. cinnamon. You know, uh-huh. every, anything can change. But just like you, like I agree, like it can. I don't. I appreciate beers that do grow on you. But if my preference is like, give me in the oh, first, yeah. give me with the first sip. Yeah, yeah. I want. I want the oh yeah, yeah. Give me in that first sip. I can dig it. You want that first? Yeah, I ain't want that it. first ten minutes. You want that first ten minutes in the movie to catch you? Like, oh yeah, this is this. Right, right. right. Yeah, don't you. don't have me thirty minutes in just like slow burning me like that. They good, but that's not the kind of movies that I'm looking for. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm, looking, I'm looking for the the. Lou, how's your how, how's your love life going? Like. What? Do you like when, when women come around? Do you just be like, "Oh man, first impression"? I ain't dealing with her. Uh, just let it go, or you like give her time? Well, <laughs> <laughs> don't answer it. <laughs> I mean, it all depends on the woman yeah. that approaches me. Some so of them, are, some you, of them are not good ladies, and some of them are really nice ladies. <laughs> all right. so it all depends. So you don't worry about the. Food. All right, <laughs> then what are, yeah. what are you drinking on today? What are you drinking on? Well, my my first sip of the day. <laughs> it was not a woman. It is uh, Aslan, a pizza, a pizza. Y'all uh, see that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was confused. It says good. now that's a slice. So I picked it up. I was really excited <laughs> to try it. I'm like, oh, this is a pizza style beer, maybe a lager. Blah, right, blah, blah. No, that's a watermelon. Uh, what? <laughs> this is a water. Yeah, this is a watermelon sour. Oh, oh how about that? This oh. is a sour ale brewed with watermelon. Raspberry, blackberry, mint, toasted coconut, and milk sugar. 
Whoa, and it's at uh, 6%, 6 uh, even ABV. Uh, this is Aslan Brew Company. They're out of uh, Herndon, Virginia, and Alexandria. It says, uh, store at 35 to 45, keep cold, drink fresh, please recycle. But yeah, that's watermelon here. That's what it looked like, guys. No, it a watermelon. It does look like watermelon. Yeah. Look like a watermelon drink. It has a lot of watermelon, a lot of raspberry. I've tasted the, the raspberry sweetness. Uh, mint, no. What's the, what's it called again? It's called uh, Aslan's Ariza. <laughs> Ariza. Yeah, it? so I don't know. Man, you know it is, it's a watermelon that looks well, like a slice, a slice of pizza. Maybe, yeah, maybe, exactly. a, maybe a pizza means watermelon in Italian. I don't know. <laughs> you was there. I, you were I didn't ask for watermelon, though, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what nigga don't ask for watermelon? <laughs> <laughs> Even in Italy. <laughs> me, me, I'm that guy. What's <laughs> <laughs> the price? Just look at it, guys. I wasn't guy. expecting uh, I read When I read the can, I knew it was watermelon before I bought it. So I was expecting it to be more of a uh, a goza type of thing like because watermelon salt you know what i mean but no it's just watermelon sweetness raspberry sweetness the coconut uh the mint i don't taste at all or smell i don't taste coconut but i do smell the coconut uh i do get the little lactose a little bit it's delicious man i love this shit this is it really sounds really like good. it'll be good it's, yeah it's really i don't know where you're going with that it's turning it like you and when you say ah, ah, ah it's like you were going to say i don't like this no, I don't even remember how I said it. I I, I was excited the whole time in my head. So oh. how it came out, I apologize. This was excitement. <laughs> <laughs> this is Lou excited. Nah, I love it. Oh yeah, pass me a whole nother. I take a taste of it. Oh yeah, this is good. Man, this is really good. The fact that you said coconut it's and you actually still picked it up. Picked it up, right? Even I, I smell the coconut. Yeah, it, because coconut's at the end, at the bottom, and I, I feel like. When they put the ingredients or they tell you what's in the beer, they always put, I feel like they put it in order, like they do with your, uh, right. your resonant ingredients for your breads and your your, your granolas and, and whatnots, your yeah. processed foods. So I just figured the coconut was just going to be a hint, which it is. I only smell it. And I don't taste that. All right. So yeah, it ain't no pino colada or nothing like that I at you. all. Oh, okay. I got you. <laughs> nah. yeah. um, Rob G. Yes, sir. What are you bruising on today? I am actually drinking from uh, Modest Man. I didn't even know I had this in my refrigerator. It is the center of attention. It is their flagship uh, beer from uh, out of uh, Keene, New-, New Hampshire. It is 7% ABV with uh, Citra and Mosaic hops. There it is right there, uh, the can. Center of attention There's their flagship IPA. You should get balmy mango. That's a nice-looking can, yeah. You, flowery passion fruit, uh, flaw. Flawlessly balanced and soft mouthfeel. That's what it says on the can. There's the uh, the, the look. There it is. It is a IPA, a little a New England IPA, a little obviously a little hazy. Um, not too Read sweet. Not too sweet. Um, I um I like it. Uh, so I'm gonna go and pass me another shot. I didn't say it. Shout no, out to Modest Man. All right. Yeah, you said that's one of your favorite beers, so you will pass you another as well. Oh yeah, I already had one. This must. Be- <laughs> oh, uh, so it's, de- it's definitely not. And we talk about that eight. We talk about that eight on sixteen. She like on sixteen. Sheesh. And go back back to this uh a pizza. Back to this Aslan Beer Company. Uh, as you like Adina, as as you and Rob were mentioning, as you drink this and keep sniffing it, mint comes comes through. Well, there you go. There you More, go. It's, it's minty and minty and coconutty in the smell. 
How about that? All right. Well, um, let's get to where we're here for today. We want to know about uh, Black Girl on Tap, how it all got started. Uh, Why Black Girl on Tap? Why not on, I don't know, on can? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <Black girl> on- <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, so I want to thank Adina for wow, coming through again. Wow. So uh, the floor is yours to tell us all about uh, who you are, where you've been, and where you're going. So, I mean, I grew up, um, I grew up Stand alive. So I grew up in North Philly in Brewery Town, which is kind of nuts because, you know, as you stated before, my main name is Brewington and I grew up in Brewery Town. Uh-huh. We didn't transition into Brewery Town until recently, until it started getting gentrified because for the longest it was just North Philly, period. Right. So, you know, growing up there, my dad was always a beer drinker. And so it would be, you know, Cold 45. Uh, a lot of different malt liquors in the house. Right now, he likes Milwaukee's best. <laughs> but oh, growing up as a kid, you all I was always taking sips, you know, like here. Can I take a sip? You know. So you've been exposed to it, but then when you go to the stop and go, it kind of was like that baseline commercial access. So you really didn't have access to craft. Um, mm-hmm. And so once I graduated college, I moved just maybe like 10 or 15 minutes outside of the neighborhood where I grew up in to East Falls. And they had something called the East Falls Tap Room at the time. Mm. And it was cool because I could walk there. And, you know, I was a wine drinker, but I would talk to the bartender, say, like, I'm interested in beer, what you think? And at the time, they had on a lot of Southern Tier Stouts, so a lot of those dessert stouts. So, because I, I like sweeter wine, like Riesling and Moscato. So when I told him that, he was like, all right, well, Let's get you into these styles and see what you think. And I loved them. And I was like, whoa. And this is kind of dope because a lot of those also had high ABV because I wasn't somebody that wanted to have four and five drinks at a time. I just wanted one or one and a half and that would be good. So I started making my way through the stouts. And as time progressed, he exposed me to quads and triples. So now to Belgian style beers, which I really like, especially because none of them really had that bitterness of beer. So it was easy for kind of my palate to transition that way. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, all right, now I'm going to introduce you to these IPAs. And I like those as well. And then mm-hmm. the Saisons and all of that. So I kind of just made my journey through. But then I just thought about how, and this place had really good food. So whatever I would get, I would pair what I was drinking with what I was eating. Um, a lot of their rustic stuff in the fall, I would pair that with a style and it was delicious. But I thought about like where I grew up and you know, in the hood or wherever you're from, that's where you're going to get a lot of this authentic good food, especially if you have restaurants from the people who actually live in the community. Right. But if you go to this store around the corner to get something to pair it with, you don't have any options. And so it was kind of like, how can I bring this beer to my folks, if that makes sense? Right. So I just started my little Instagram page, Black Girl on Tab, and it actually was a conversation with a good friend of mine and she 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 says that she's gonna like sue me for the rights to the name because she didn't come up with it. But um, you know, we were talking about it, and she was just like, "I think that that would be dope." And I said, "I think that would be good too," because to me, I like beer when it comes fresh off the tap. So that's why it's not black girl in the can. It's black girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the end of the day, uh, it was more or less. I just want to post these pictures, and I want to talk about what it tastes like to me. 
I ended up doing a beer and food pairing at the crib. My boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, we hosted it and it was so dope. And people were like, I wouldn't even think that beer could pair with this. I think that we did like a golden ale with like roasted root vegetables. And then we had a leg of lamb and we paired that with something. And then I did like homemade French onion soup and I paired it with like a peanut butter chocolate porter or something like that. And it came out phenomenal. And I said, do y'all think that y'all would like pay for stuff like this in the future? They were like, oh, hell yeah. I said, okay, well, you know, that caused us to then think about what's next. You just said, well, um, this will be $15. Uh, $8.76 <laughs> on your way out, please. I asked them, how much would you pay? And they was like, we would pay like $50 or $60 a ticket. Oh, like, they was like, this right. is cool. Because honestly, you got like a four-core situation going on. Right, right. Like adequate portions. Um, And then we did another um event for our people, and it was a, a beer and dessert pairing, and that was dope because we did five desserts, five beers, and dinner in reverse. So I love dinner in the reverse sidebar. Yeah. It, that's hands down the best way to eat dinner. And I think that it was cool because there were a lot of people there who were not into beer, but they were excited and just interested. So we did a tiramisu mm-hmm. and we soaked the um, lady fingers in Guinness. And then we paired that with um, a milk stout. They loved it. Wait, who's did. doing this cooking? Who, who's doing this cooking? Oh, no. So my girlfriend, who actually gave me the name for Black Girl on Tap, she's a physician who I work with. She is a phenomenal baker. And the day okay. before the event, she was preparing all of this for us to do it. And then someone went into labor and had to go in the hospital. So she had to leave and stop. So I literally had to go to her house get all the stuff, try to finish it myself. Now, I could cook, but I can't bake. So <laughs> I had a whole bunch of people in the kitchen at my house that day trying to help me, like, pull this off. And then she was there, I think, for, I don't know, she went in in the middle of the night and ended up coming to the event right before it was ending. And it was, like, ice on the ground, snow on the ground. It was wild. Mm. But at the end of the day, people there who were never – even think about drinking beer, but like, I want to take this home. Yeah. Um, we used Stickman Brewery for that event. We had a, um, like a pink lemonade gosa. We had that on. And it was called Queen Bay Ain't Got Nothing on May. Mm-hmm. Stickman is in Royersford, but then they just opened a tap room in Philly. Oh. But to me, their, their beer is phenomenal. So we used that for the whole event and we got good feedback. So it was more or less just filling people out to see what they wanted and to see how they kind of took to the vibe and also to like the beer education aspect. And once COVID hit, they kind of changed things where uh, we had to be in the house. And so that's when I kind of grew my Instagram page because I'm so busy. But at this point, I didn't have the opportunity to be busy because nobody was doing anything. So we actually moved from Philly to Delaware. And I would just go and get beer and post it every week. And then slowly the followership started to increase. And my husband said, you know, there's a lot of things that are going to have to need to take place outside. I think that we should think about getting a beer trailer. And so he sourced the trailer. He went and got it. And for my birthday, he wrapped it in rose gold. He put those, um, he put my logo on it. And when that thing goes up and down, you know, 95 or wherever we're going, People reach out to me via email. That's how we got the spot on Fox 29 um, for their morning show. Somebody saw him driving it down the road and sent me an email. Like, I saw 
someone saw this driving down the road and they sent me this email and it was the producer of the show. Oh, nice. And that's how we were able to go awesome. into a tailgate session last fall. So the whole purpose of Black Girl on Tap is just to really bring craft beer to all different communities. Um, mm-hmm. I think about our community in particular or my community, you know, where I grew up in particular because, you know, I don't want people to just have to drink mediocre beer. Yeah. I want them to be able to explore the flavors that it can bring, the fellowship that it can bring, the conversations. Because as we were talking about before, it's so much of, um, it's so much depth that comes to craft beer. So like Lou was saying, as he's drinking this beer, there's certain things that he's picking up in those initial um, sips. But then as he continues to go through it and he continues to smell it or do that drive by his nose, it's growing on him and it makes him potentially want to drink another one to just figure out the nuances and then even say like, yo, this would go good with this. This would go right. good with that. Yep. And how can we kind of build upon those things? And I think for the craft beer industry, there's not enough of us. I think we're making some progress, but there's so much more progress that has to be had. Um, and I think that there's opportunity. So my whole goal is to really try to bring beer to these communities, educate people on beer kind of what it has to bring to the table when it comes to just being a foodie too um and just exploring some of that the other thing is that it's a part of our roots right like right. black people been brewing beer since the beginning of time right i think that we've lost sight of that because of who's in the forefront of the craft beer industry right but when you go back to historical times we were the brewers mm-hmm. and to me it's in us and that my maiden name, to me, that's what speaks to me. My husband would not let me drop it when we got married because he was like, yo, that's too dope. Like, why would yeah. you drop that? Like, you know, like, I'm your wife and I could just be brown. He was like, hell no. <laughs> you got to hold on to that thing. And, of course, my father was elated. Like, yeah, hold on to <laughs> um, That's a good also, man. That's a good man you've got. Yeah. But I also held on to it because um, outside of this, I'm a women's health nurse practitioner. But in 2020, I got my um, doctorate in nursing. Nice. And my husband was so That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. He was so supportive throughout that process that there was no way that I got that degree and it wasn't going to say brown on that degree. So, right. you know, I hadn't changed my, my name because just it was busy. But when I decided to do it i was like yo like it's no way i'm just going to keep Bruinton. like i'm gonna put brown on here i'm gonna make sure i do it before i graduate so that your name is on that degree because you're deserving of a lot of this just because of the support that you've given me so he's always the person if you see that cart he's the one who built the inside he's the one that maintains it yeah he's he go hard too for sure yeah. he be on it. He is, he's, he's the, the best that, silent partner yeah he's yeah. awesome He's the one that is behind me trying to get that thing up and down the road. And I'm just the face of it. But honestly, in the background, he's doing a lot of the work. He did um, an event for me yesterday. I just, I couldn't go and he did it. And he always is kind of supporting the brand because he knows that this is like my passion project. Mm -hmm. So that's how Black Girl and Tab got started and kind of what our purpose is and where we are now. That's cool. That's so it started. So it actually, so it never. So when you first started the page, you had no thoughts about making it a business or, or anything like that. So it's just about exposing people to uh, um, black folks, like in terms of exposing people to craft beer. 
That was it. And I think it was more or less like, oh, maybe I'll do a blog or something like that just about my experiences with mm. beer. But I didn't really think about bringing beer to the people. Now, with my dad, it's wild because he drinks beer. And when I go over there, I take beer with me. Well, I drink the Milwaukee's Best with him. Yes, I don't have a problem with that. Like, if he's like, I'm going to crack this thing open, you want one? I'm going to say, absolutely. <laughs> like, you know, I'll have it with you. But at the same time, when I come there and I bring beer, he's willing to taste it and then go through it. And he was just at the shore a couple of weeks ago, and we went down to see him and took him some beer. And he's, you know, with his friends, he's like, yeah, you know, my daughter comes here with this exotic shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, it is what it is, Dad, but you know it tastes better than what you're drinking. Right. And, you know, it makes you feel better a lot right faster than what you're drinking, too. He's like, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I'll drink whatever you want. Just just bring it, okay? <laughs> yeah, right. So I think it's also good bonding for me and my dad because yeah. we bonded over beer for a long time. And it would just even just be me observing him or being around his friends when they're doing fellowship and they're drinking a beer. Then me trying to engage and integrate myself into what they got going on, saying, well, can I have a sip? And so now it progresses to us being able to have quality beer. I just did a collaboration with um, Tannery Run Brewery, and I took him a couple of crawlers that we had, and I went over there the other day, and he was like, you want a beer? And I said, yeah. And I was thinking it was going to be the Milwaukee's best, but he saved the one crowler I gave him, and he was like, you know, I just wanted this to be between you and us. Awesome. So come on, we're going to crack it open and have it together. And he was like, it tastes like homebrew to me, babe. And I'm like, all right, well, that's good. And any beer that I brought him as a collab, he saves the cans. So I know at oh, least somebody is holding one to him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is proud. He's, He's definitely proud of you, for sure. He is. He yeah. is cool. Uh, mm -hmm. So let's go back to the, uh, I guess, the business side. Like, how does it work? Like, is it like for like private events or do like breweries reach out to you and say, hey, we want your like, so how does it all all work in terms of having getting the beer on your taps? Right, right. So when you're doing alcohol, I cannot do alcohol sales. Like, that's a really um, important thing to know that if you don't have a brewery license, a liquor license, you cannot sell alcohol, period. So we don't sell anything. Basically, whoever wants to rent the trailer, they obtain um, the alcohol themselves, well, the beer themselves, or whatever they want to have on. Because we put cider on, we put beer on. We probably can even do, like, Prosecco. Mm. So for private events, people will say, I want to just rent your tap system for this event. Um, they purchase everything themselves. We just put it on the trailer, and then we just um, provide them with the service of serving. So I'm a certified server. So we provide that service. Now we kind of talk to them about like, well, what does your event look like? How many people are you going to have? And we give them recommendations, but we don't purchase anything on their behalf. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but then for breweries, they do reach out because if they're doing events and they don't have a refrigerated system and they just have to pour off of a jockey box, um, the trailer is pretty aesthetically pleasing. I think, I think it looks good. We have a sound yeah. system on it. So what they'll do is if they're using their expo license for a festival or an event for the day, they will pay us our rental fee and then we'll assist them in serving, but we can just put their beer on for that event. Yeah. Okay. So, so like if, so 
just to make sure I got this right. So if you're doing like a wedding, somebody can get you for a wedding or something, right? Yes. But they'll have to get their own beer. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so they get their own beer. So they go to the distributor or if there are breweries that are local to them and they say like these are the flavor profiles that I'm looking at, we can even call on their behalf to know like, all right, what do you have available in six or half kegs? Um, and then we kind of talk it through and then they're able to kind of make the purchase independent of us. And then oh, yeah. we will just put yeah. it on to sell. I mean, yeah, to serve, excuse me. Now, so, with your ta- with your taps, would you also like go to beer fest and do like taps of for beer for pe- for uh, breweries who couldn't make a particular beer fest or oh, yeah. event like that? Yes, okay. to me, number one, I feel like getting breweries out there, especially not well known breweries, is really important. Um, And to be able to represent them on their behalf, I think, is important, especially when you're first trying to get on the scene. When you even think about distributorship, it's so crazy how monopolized it is to a certain extent. Um, But if you can get your beer exposed in an area where you wouldn't typically get exposure, like through a festival, and you can't make it, then why wouldn't I? You know, like, why wouldn't I put it out there? Because other people can pick up on it. They can reach out to you. They can reach out to whoever does your distribution and figure out how to then get you there, especially if it's um, a hit. So I feel like in a lot of instances, in a lot of different industries, it's a lot of, like, crabs in the barrel where people are not willing to help each other. Right. So they're, they want to say like, hey, I'm trying to get out here first and whoever's below me, they got to stay there. Yeah. For me, I haven't had that experience. Um, two people in particular, um, Laura from Attic and Carly from Tannery Run, they really have taken me under their wing to a certain extent to say like, hey, this is the way that the industry kind of works. We'll provide you with support however we can. If I say, like, I want to come in and shadow you for the day, they'll be willing to do that because they don't think that I'm getting in their way. You know, they feel like I'm trying to help put you on. But I feel like a lot of times so many people are worried about their own spot that they're not willing to give others their knowledge. So I'm grateful for those relationships that I have. And, of course, I'm going to pay it forward. So I was given certain opportunities, and I want to provide opportunities for other people as well. Um, I'm not somebody who wants to get in their way. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, I just want to help you be on your way. You know, mm-hmm. as far as your journey and craft beer. Yeah. yeah, I got a question. Have you looked up like any any competition like in this that's doing like this something similar? Because I, I mean, I don't know of any. That's what I was about to say. I was like, you have like, your who's, own niche. Yeah, right. who, who's who's the competition out here? There's a couple. Like, there's one. I just came across them too, and it seems like it's dope. It's called the Alcoholer. They have trailers, but I think that they are directly linked to the distillery. Mm. And that's why they're able to kind of do what they do because they're out there doing craft drinks. And that's here in Delaware, actually. Mm. So Mm. they're um, doing like, you know, mixed drinks and cocktails and things like that on a trailer. And they do events and then they can sell. Right. But I think that they're able to do that because it says it is sponsored by a particular distillery, if that makes sense. And then I think it's another one called Bubbles and Brews. Um, That one is a franchise that's like across the country. And then they will do like Prosecco and other things on tap. But I think that they have a similar business model to what I have. Um, Or they may have found a way around it. I just think that you'll see them at certain events. 
And I think that there are some people in Westchester who might do it too. You do see it more in the South. Like whenever I'm searching for beer trailers and things like that, yeah. I see a lot of individuals down South and doing it. But also, of course, it depends on what state you're in because mm-hmm. the laws differ. Right. So yeah, you have a little right, bit of right, right. in some of these other places. Um, for me, like Pennsylvania is wild as far as how strict their laws are. Uh, but of course, I adhere to them because I want no trouble. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. So I just think from that aspect, if anyone is looking to get into this business in particular, to really know what lane you're in is important, um, right. and to be able to cover yourself is important too. Uh, but we get people who are reaching out, especially after Barrel and Flow. I've gotten a lot of people reaching out to do events um, locally and not as local. And we're willing to travel because um, I just think it's a fun thing to have available to folks. And people also just enjoyed, um, I think, the vibe of the trailer. Right. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm, I'm Personal thank you for uh, being for Barrel and Flow. Right, uh, making us famous. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you did. You did. Definitely. You did. And like y'all, definitely. Like you, definitely didn't have to do that. Like we didn't ask or anything, but you and your husband just reaching out to us and putting yeah. us on y'all screens for the, damn near the whole festival. Yeah, awesome. and people wanted to know like who you were. And yeah, and did a collab up the way into the place. You know? <laughs> yeah, that was that's, that, Appreciate that's that. the whole thing of um, <clears throat> like just moving things forward and moving things along for the people who are a part of your community. Like I'm a Philly girl and now I'm in Delaware. So when I met you guys, you were so inclusive and we actually met at the Swarm Fest. Yeah. Right. And I was with Laura from Attic Brewing Company. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we started talking and coming to find out we were new to Delaware and you guys were in Delaware. And then that's kind of how we linked and, established just that um the beginnings of a, a friendship and then of course we see each other when there are events or in passing things mm-hmm. that are going on in delaware but to me why not provide people with support who are like-minded and trying to accomplish similar things right mm-hmm. like i said you guys are not in my way i hope i'm not in your way we try to both you know proceed forth with what we're doing here and so why not give each other opportunity in that instance Mm-hmm. Right. Yo, the real part is that and, and you a doctor and nurse, you, we definitely, you definitely in our ways. Yeah. So we, we want to make sure you on our yeah. good side. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you never know when y'all make a phone call. Like, oh god, <laughs> these meds the right meds. Oh god, I get a lot of those calls too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, plus you, you and your husband, yo, y'all, y'all are good people, man, and y'all sure. vibe together is just. I just like seeing y'all together, yo, and, and like that's. It's, it's just dope. Like, the whole thing is dope. Like, y'all, not even the whole work aspect, but just y'all together. I'd be like, yo, look at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's a good together. I, I think, for me, like, he's my person. Like, he's my best yeah. friend. And, you know, he's been in past relationships. I've been in past relationships. But it's nothing like this, if that makes sense. Because, right. yeah. to me, he's my biggest supporter. Sometimes you can be with somebody... And they don't want you to to exceed whatever they got going on. You know what I mean? They just want you to be their cheerleader, and they're not willing to cheer you on. And he's not that type of person. Like, he's like, I'm trying to do this 
Are you going to support me? Well, yeah. And then you trying to do this, I'm going to provide you with as much support as possible. And I think that that's just been a blessing at the end of the day. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm curious now. Now, Black on Tap was the, the IG page. Was that was that the first? I know some uh, friend of yours gave you the name, but did you have another name before that, or that, that was the first thing that came up? With yeah. you? <laughs> like I was curious. And that. And, and, the, and the jump on top of that was the logo done before the trailer was bought, or did y'all have the logo first? Like before y'all had the idea of the trailer. We had the all right. Number one, yes, the name before it was going to be Miss Hodgepodge, <laughs> and at the time. <laughs> Oh, oh, thank on. God for the, the your friends. Yo, you got some really cool friends, man. They saved your life, Miss Hodgepodge. Well, at the time, I was really into beer, but I also was really into doing my own hair. So I wanted to have a YouTube page, but I wanted it to be like wig making and all this other stuff uh, because I was doing right. kind of stuff. Right. So Hodgepodge was like a whole bunch of things mixed together. Like, is hodgepodge have to do specifically with hair? No, no it just makes like a lot of different things. Okay, okay. I thought it was like a hair term because hodge because because you just said beer and hair, and that's just two things. <laughs> right. But but then you think about me being in medicine, right. you know, mm-hmm. and then I'm also a professor at Drexel, oh, so it's man. just a lot. Drop. So it's like you have a lot going on. So to yeah. me, it's like a hodgepodge of things. I also like right. to cook. So I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. It sounds then, better when you explain it. That's not like Miss right. Hodgepodge would still be a thing. That's not like Miss Hodgepodge. I don't know. That sounds that sucks. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, I, you like Hodgepodge, Adina. I like cornucopia. That's my that's my all together oh, type Erica, of word. Thank you. For oh, my, my, my wife loves you. My, my wife loves your hair. <laughs> thank you. Because her hair the same way. Of course she does. <laughs> Little, little people with locks stick together. <laughs> I just started these. It was the best hair decision. Oh, I can't see hodgepodge anymore concerning the hair stuff, right? That's true. But you yeah. still got a lot of professors and, and doctorates and hair and beard things We're going on. still a on. lot going on, yes. yeah. I'm not yeah. sure if you heard that, but I like cornucopia. Oh, nah, I do uh, like that. Yeah, hodgepodge is good too, but cornucopia is my altogether. Well, I think Mrs. I think Mrs. Hodgepodge works yeah. better as a Mrs. Like Mrs. Hodgepodge, Mrs. Cornucopia, Mrs. Hodgepodge. Yeah. You can almost Mrs. Cornucopia don't flow. I never, I never mm-hmm. asked her to use Cornucopia. She can't. That's my right. word. Right. <laughs> she made a Hodgepodge. Well, I'm talking about Hodgepodge. Sounds great. Like Hodgepodge, yeah, you can kind of play your Mary Poppins type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like so, you can really play with well, the character. I, I'm just. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just thinking though, seeing that on this trailer. Boom. Yeah, no, no, like, I'd rather see, I'd rather I'm see a black than, girl on. We talking about I'm the, more blog. the YouTube channel, right? The blog, no, and the YouTube. Right. yeah. Okay, <laughs> but no, not the trailer, not the trailer at all. Uh uh-uh. uh. And I think that that was my thought initially. Was like, all right, this page doesn't have to be streamlined to one specific thing. It could be mm-hmm. all these mm-hmm. different things. But then I recognized that my passion was going more towards beer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, like, I'm really into this. Like, I really want to explore more. And you're not going to festivals or hopping around in Philly. Philly is a unique place because I feel like when you talk about cornucopias, Philly is a cornucopia. And it definitely is one of the best, has one of the best restaurant scenes to me in mm-hmm. the country. Mm-hmm. And as you start to see these microbreweries popping up and they're popping up adjacent to all of this good food. It was just a phenomenal thing to be able to do in my 20s, which was go around to these breweries and and eat. And it was wild because when I was dating, 
in my twenties and black men, a lot of them weren't into craft beer, mm-hmm. you know? So right. they kind of were focused mm-hmm. on certain specific drinks. And I had Tennessee. to be like, Tennessee. 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 Right. Tennessee. I, I, I thought it wasn't apple martinis. <laughs> I think it, it went in waves. It went in waves. But when that? I would say like, girl, can we go here? Can we go there? It was like, what? They don't have you no craft beer there, though. <laughs> right, but no, but then some of them would accompany me, and then I was able to kind of say, like, hey, would you try this? Would you try that? Like, you know, like, but it still wasn't, like you said, when you find somebody who's on the same wavelength and the same vibe, like me and my mm-hmm. husband, he loves beer, so it doesn't matter wherever we go, we're seeking it out. If he right. travels, he's bringing beer home to me, like, yo, right. I, I came across this. Um, So, like, things just progressed. And Miss Hodgepodge progressed into Black Girl on Tap. And then I just had an idea about the logo because I was like, what do I want it to look like? And I knew that I wanted it to be a tap handle of some sort. Mm. And I said, well, what could be on the top of a tap handle? And I would want the caricature to reflect like me. So if you looked at the caricature, you could say like, oh, that is her. Mm-hmm. And at the time, my hair was natural and I had a fro. Oh, and I was like, it should just be. Okay. Yeah, like I had, you know, like my natural curls and things like that. So I was like, all right, well, if I could just put a lot of different things in my hair kind of coming out of it so people understand. And then I also wanted it to be able to translate. Yeah, into a tap handle handle if I ever wanted to create one for myself. Like I just wanted to have that continuity. Mm. So I reached out to a guy on Instagram. Um, He's a black artist. I think he's from Philly. And he was able to really transition it into what I wanted it to be. And I love it. I don't think I'll change it anytime soon. Um, But I'm grateful to him because I lost the art files and had to come back to him sometime later. And he he got it right for me. He upgraded it. He did the art files. He sent it in so that when it was time for us to do the trailer, get these T-shirts, he was fine with running it back for me and for me to be able to – to get the logo out there. So, That's so dope. far, so good. That's dope. I, it is a lot of things in this. Uh, it's like beer bottles, beer, beer, beer glass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She got a whole four-pack in that joint. A lot. Definitely a keg in there, everything. It was wild is when I was getting my doctorate, we I had a class, and I wanted you to do a business plan. So I did it for a black girl on tap. Mm. And I submitted the logo. And I did not get the best grade on it. And it was because of the logo. And what she wow. said was, wow. like, when you think about hair and food, they don't go together. Right, like, you, you know, you have right. right. Exactly. Yeah. And that was her perception of it. And I had to, like, understand that perception, if that makes sense. She also was my professor. So she was, you know, trying to be a stickler and thinking about all the different things. And I think at that point in time, because I'm a perfectionist, I was like, well, damn, should I change the logo? And I was like, hell no, I'm going to keep it. And so I don't care what you think. I think it's dope. I'm going to leave it like that. Wait, are you talking to that professor right now? Wait a minute. I'm talking to to myself internally, but talking to the professor. (laughs) I would never. And I can imagine if one of my students talked to me like that. I think I would be bewildered. So, no. I was having a personal conversation with the professor, but not to her face. (laughs) And I was going to hold on to the logo regardless. Because I said to me, this was my vision. And I don't right. think that people going to think that I'm going to serve them beer with curly hair in it. Like, no. Right. The part is right. that until you said it, it didn't even dawn on me. 
Like, mm-hmm. I yeah, that it was a problem. It. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it is about everybody's perception. But with mm-hmm. that everybody's perception, like you said earlier, just a minute ago, like it was your vision. Was this and... a black woman, a black professor? No. Oh, see, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she saw it was the afro that was the issue. Yeah. It wasn't even the bottles of beer. She would have took the bottles of beer. She would have loved the bottles of beer in there. Amen. But it, like your your vision, you can't let anybody who doesn't see the vision that you have deter you from it. Like every, there's going to be a lot of people that say that they don't like certain aspects of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But if you see what your vision is and you're f- focused on that, it don't it don't matter. And you got a whole thing afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like you got a you got a trailer and a business out of it. No. And I think that that's the biggest thing, not getting in your own way. Like right. you said, like are we that's kind of that's kind of the theme of it. Mm-hmm. And if you feel strong about something, just trying to figure out how to stay steadfast, you know, when it comes to that, and sticking to your own like goals and the things that you want, um, to your own convictions. So other a lot of people are always going to have something to say, you right. know. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of if you take it and it causes you to self reflect to say. Oh, what you know what? I am going to take heed to what they're saying and make this transition. But then there are certain instances where you feel like, nah, that doesn't align with what I got going on. I appreciate the feedback, but I'm gonna keep it pushing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. All right. Yeah. She was a hater. <laughs> Shout out to her. <laughs> yeah. Have you served her some beer? I bet you she's brought draw some beer off that tap. <laughs> that that curly haired tat. <laughs> Should have dropped the hair in it. I'm like, here's a beer, especially for you, Professor. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now you Natural got, hair. Now you actually got a, a brewer beer called Black Girl, so it can be on tap. Yes. I mean, that's like one, of our, one of our goals. I do hope that um we're able to <laughs> do some collabs, but then also to just brew some stuff on our own, too. Okay. Um, I see Imani is on here. He and I did a collaboration with a um, Spice Wit. He's Death Life Through Life on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and our beer was called The Architect and the Apprentice. Mm. Because to me, because he said, what do you think it should be? And I kind of thought about it. And to me, he is an architect of home brewing. Right. Like, to the T. And mm-hmm. I'm just trying to learn. Like, let me just stay in your shadow and watch and observe. So what came out from that was so delicious. And when I tell you, anybody who had it was just like, this is phenomenal. And I gave it to Laura from Attic Brewing Company. And she was like, yo, this could literally be on my tap right now, how good it was. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate him. And that's the whole thing is like, like I said, just finding your community in this industry is really important. And people who really are trying to support you you're trying to provide them with support as well. So like you said, we can all progress forward. Um, we actually had to brew that beer twice just because people wanted to taste it. Oh, it nice. was like, you know, I want to have some more. Do you mind brewing it again? And we did it again. So I'm looking forward to future collaborations um, with him and some others, but then also, you know, doing my own thing too, just to figure out, that different avenue because I think the trailer is something where you're putting on other people's things if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and to be able now to figure out what is my niche when it comes to brewing personally and what I personally want to put out to folks um so I'm looking forward to that next chapter let me go Yoda I have a question about that if you were to brew beer and put it on your tap is that is there 
uh, certain paperwork that you have to do that's different from getting the because you you still wouldn't be selling it per se. Uh, yeah, so well, would, I would have to have a brewery license in order to do okay. that if I wanted to sell it. And so, what if what if you just had it on you? You're at the brew fest or you're at the event and you're you're not selling it. It's just on tap. Your beer is your home brew is on tap. I'm not sure about the nuances of that. I think if okay. it's a homebrew festival, that's one thing. But if it mm-hmm. is a festival that people are paying for, like yeah, paying um, for entry or whatever, exactly, I it's got, still okay. I think considered a sale. So, okay. okay. Um, if it's something we're we're doing like a homebrew festival, then it would make sense. Yeah. But in other instances, so you do have to have a brewery license. So okay. That husband of mine is in the background, you know, working, working on. It out. Things mm-hmm. to figure out how we can do it because, as I stated to you, when we um got feedback concerning that beer, it was like tremendous. And people were like, nah, like we'd rather have that than this, you know. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was wild because we brewed it in the kitchen, you know. Right. Like that. <laughs> um, night, was it wait, was it after the kitchen got done? Because he got a nice kitchen. Well, <laughs> so was it in that nice kitchen? The first one was in the main kitchen. So before the renovation, the first one was okay. in the family kitchen and on the back deck. The second one was in new the newly refurbished. Oh, okay. Which was a beautiful Fancy experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then we were on in the backyard on his secondary deck. Which I know he appreciates because he's deck like blue life. He loves, you know, being outside. The deck, yes. Yes. Right. And so now, though, he has this new equipment, which yeah. I'm excited about yeah. too. Like, yo, it's the Andrew. I think he is. So yeah. I'm excited to be like, he got a brewery. You know, he, he got a whole, yeah, exactly. He got a three barrel system going and on. And it's all <laughs> in one thing, and he's trying to figure it out. But when he figure it out, yeah. I need some dibs to that, you know? So I think that that's the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is just continue to grow in the industry. My family has been, like, brewing and doing homebrew since the beginning of time. Like, uh, Brewington's in Rock in Rockingham, North Carolina. We're African-American and Croatian Indian. And, I mean, there are streets that are, like, Brewington Avenue. That's how much it's, like, concentrated down there. So my goal is to travel to see some of my family soon to try to get some of those recipes, mm-hmm. um, and some of those ingredients that have kind of passed throughout the generations to really try to pour it into some of the things that I can do in the future just to pay ode to the history and to that Brewington side and to my father. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's, that's what's up. Um, now, you said, now well, going back to the logo and stuff, like I know the gentleman recorded, so you can get – uh, the logo and stuff, and and people can support like buying t-shirts and stuff. Like it's on, like you can. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So we just printed the t-shirts out. We just have to upload everything into the website, and I would say that that's one of the things that I feel like is difficult because when you do have a hodgepodge of things going on, sometimes it's hard to really put that time into your passion project. Because I have a couple full time jobs, you know. Yeah. Um, a couple. And- well, yeah, like you know, with teaching, more, I thought it was like more than that. It's it's you to name like three things that you do. Well, at yeah, least. I mean, I'm a women's health nurse practitioner, so I do that full time. I'm a part time professor at Drexel. My husband and I actually own a cafe and bike shop in um, <laughs> Conshohocken, and then we three. just opened another bike shop in West Philly, but right, we took over ownership. Okay. Um, now he does a lot of that stuff himself. 
And I only have to interject myself in here and there, but I still am a part of the process. Um, but then we had kids and we have homes and, you know, we have stuff that we got to do. And then there's black girl on tap. So to try to figure out ways to integrate it, um, to make it be more successful, I think is what my next steps are is really trying to figure out a timeline for stuff. Um, but we do have a website is the black girl on tap.com. That's another thing. Somebody stole my domain when I trademarked my stuff. If ever you go to do a trademark, make sure that you get your uh, online domain first because they stalk those things. When they see that trademarks come through, if you have not secured the domain, they will go and snatch it up. Yeah. Then basically hold it for ransom. So I think that when (laughs) I looked at it, it was like, oh, you can get this, but it's for sale for $800. What? Because I guess they saw my trademark went through and I had not secured my domain. So that's why my domain is the Black Girl and Tap. So T-H-E, Black Girl and Tap dot com. And so our goal next is to be able to get merchandise on there to be able to sell, have it more integrated um, into the Instagram space so that people can book through there, ask questions through there. So that's something that um, is a work in progress. Okay. That's what's up. I'm looking forward to that. I was going to ask yeah, I was gonna ask how people can can book you. So yeah, if you send a message through the website, it still will come to us. Um, definitely, if you send me a DM on Instagram, I'm pretty responsive to that. And then it's just a matter of you know making sure that it's something where our schedule is aligned and getting an idea of what you want for the process. Yeah. What what's your what's your favorite type of events to do? Like, would you rather do like a, a personal event or like a, a public event, like a beer festival or something? I think I like them both, honestly, because I think it's to me. I like doing any type of event where I have the opportunity to speak to people about beer. So even when we did the S'more Fest, which was in West Philly, there were a lot of people there that were not beer drinkers. Um, it's people from our community, you know? Right. So when they were approaching and they were saying like, you know, out of all of these, which one would I like the most? And they had a, um, they had a Belgian blonde on, uh, addicted, which is a tremendous Belgian blonde. And I said, to me, the Belgian blonde is going to be the best because it's not going to have a whole lot of bitterness. You might even get a little bit of sweetness. And I think the ABV was like 7.2 or seven and a half or something like that. And so, Laura from Attic said, Adina, I ain't never sold as many Belgian blinds as I sold <laughs> that day at that event. She said, because you were willing to talk to them about flavor profiles. They had the beer, they liked it, and they came back for more. And it was just because you appealed to them in a certain way that I probably wouldn't been able to, right. or, you know, it was just a different process. So I appreciate those kinds of events because if you get people who are not truly beer drinkers and you have the opportunity to discuss it with them, that's a beautiful thing. With private events, I think it's really nice because you're able to really work with the client. So we did a wedding um, in June and I had to take the client different places. She wasn't really a beer drinker. She liked um, like cider and mead. So I took her to Liquid Alchemy in Delaware and we did mead and we did a tasting of the mead we did a tasting of ciders and so she decided on having a mead and cider um oh, I <laughs> yeah so it was it's called a beast thing it was their encourageable cider which is their very just light and crisp cider it's really good and then she got their tiger mead which is like a Thai spiced mead 
Um, so if you serve the cider and you pour the little meat on top, you would get a little bit of that spicy Thai um, flavor in the cider. And yeah. so that's what she wanted for the wedding. Her husband likes beer. So he was down with, you know, the things that I knew he liked and he was fine with that. But I needed to make sure I had something for her. And mm-hmm. also for others, because when you do events like this, everybody's not a beer drinker. And I think it's right. important to have something else on, but even be able to walk them through the flavor profile. So okay. I feel like I like them both equally. I think that private events are a little bit more intimate where you can have some of this more meaningful conversation over a period of time. I think that festivals cause you to have exposure to a lot of different people and you're able to kind of maybe potentially put them on so that when they leave you and maybe go to a bar afterwards or go to a tap room after this event, they might be more willing to try something different. You know what? I was thinking like, I want to see you at a lot of like, even if they're not beer festivals, like just at black, uh, black driven festivals only because black people, you know, kind of like stray away from the, the craft beer because they think that the, all the other beers are the end all be all. Mm-hmm. But I think that just with the name Black Girl on Tap, that's going to attract me, make me feel comfortable to go over there and see what's going on. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I see Black Girl on Tap on, on there. I'm like, oh. So, like a Black music, Girl. like a music festival. Yeah. Any, any, yeah. Any, any, like yeah, Firefly. Yeah. Like, yeah, like more, more so that than, yeah. than a, a actual than beer actual festival. Because like, yeah. people are already coming Yeah. For because people are already yeah. coming for beer. So Absolutely. they already going. Yeah. But Black Girl on Tap, that was. Automatically track track me over there if I'm even if I'm not real heavy on beer. And you like, just you just girl. said it. You sold I like black blondes. You sold all the blondes <laughs> for that for the other for the brewery because you're a black girl selling right. like talking mm-hmm. to black people right. about beer mm-hmm. and and it seemed like I don't know if it if it is but it is like as much as we want to be diverse we do tend to be comfortable around our own. Right. Mm-hmm. So if if. Adina, you're explaining to me about a beer, and a white lady is explaining to me about a beer. I, we have more nuance, right? And I'm more apt to joke with you in a way that you'll understand. Mm-hmm. And the white lady may get it, but she may not. You know what I mean? And that, that's not her fault, but it's more it's it's just a comfort comfort right. thing. And, and yeah. I'm sure white people may feel the same way with us. I don't I don't know. I'm, I've never been white, but I, they are. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think, I you know, you says, what now? Excuse me. No. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that has a lot to do with it. Like if you're directing people to something because you like it, they're more apt to even try it. And then if they like it, you have, you gave them the stamp of approval. So now you got right. that lady, some, some beer service and you, you brought in your horizons and your clientele. Cause now these black people like a beer. Right. And I that's think cool. that's, that's really the biggest thing even with family members who would just come to the house for these, like I said, these events that we were having, um, I have a cousin, she's not a true beer drinker, but after these events, she would be out just sending me pictures like, Oh, I tried this. I tried that. Um, you know, I'm here and it's like almost a sake based beer. I think I like this. Like, you know, like she's willing to try and she now has some go-tos and honestly, now when I roll up to her house, she she's drinking hard ciders, which I think mm-hmm. is great too. You know, sure. because yeah. you can even enjoy that um, together. So it's just like you said, having those conversations to make people feel comfortable. Because I think that if it is something that's foreign to you, it takes a little bit of time for you to build up your confidence to even be willing to try or even talk about it. Right. So if you can have a conversation with somebody who's local or who looks like you, who makes you feel comfortable. 
um, you know, we're willing to do that. And I think that even I even think about women, period, right. who are trying to get into beer. They have another woman talk to you about, right. you know, beer and kind of what it means and how you can do certain things makes a difference, too. Um, so I think sometimes it goes beyond race. I think sometimes it's just the genuine aspect of the person. And I think for me, I'm coming from a genuine place when I'm trying to talk about what I want to do. And I think it does warm my heart though, when my community and my folks are number one supportive, because the thing is, is that some people at Barrel and Flow, um, didn't even ask to have a beer. They just bought a t-shirt, right? Because they were just like, yo, you on this t-shirt, I support you. You know, my wife's not here. I'm buying this shirt, you know, like it was just like simple things. And when they get behind you like that to just say, I got plenty of people saying I ain't into this, but I'm going to just give you a donation. You know what I mean? Right. I appreciate yeah. what you're doing because they like to see it, right? We They like to see that we are out here doing things and especially exploring industries where we're not necessarily in the forefront. Right. So, Absolutely. You know, I appreciate the support that I've gotten thus far. Yeah. Right. I don't know if you had mentioned this. Like, how many how many um, beers can you have at one time on uh, on a trailer? Oh, good question, Rob. So we can have four. So okay. there's four taps. Um, the trailer could fit, um, I think, like eight sixtals. Okay. And then or three half kegs. So sometimes it's a combination of things. Sometimes we'll have, especially if we're working with a brewery, a lot of times we'll have half kegs on. Like three half kegs, and then maybe the fourth will be a sixth with a backup sixth, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of the private events where you're not really expecting a lot of people, especially for weddings, because people will have a bar and they'll have the trailer. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of times one sixth a piece is sufficient, depending okay. on how much you want to have one. But sometimes we are the end all be all for an event. So with our serving area in the front, we can have wine there to be able to serve and pour. Um, as well as what we have on tap. Oh, yeah, because a lot of people just do beer and wine. That's certain. Yeah. 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 And we have that refrigerated system in the back. So if there's a wine that really okay. should be chilled, it can stay cold, and you know, and we can kind of serve it. So it just depends on where we are, but we can do wine and beer. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this is just so dope. Man. And they got the booming system. Say it again. I said, then you got the booming system. Yeah, and that's oh, yeah. the thing is the sound system on that thing. Mm-hmm. Because I think for this wedding, the DJ, you know, left at a certain point. He was done, but the party wasn't over. So my husband took over the sound system, <laughs> put on his mix. And, I mean, we was grooving for a couple more hours, you know? There you go. Yeah. Well, here's the option for that to be kind of the center of the party, depending upon where you are and what you have going on, the amount of space. I mean, we'll pull it in our own backyard on the grass and just have a night where we put the fire pit out there. We could watch. We love um, NPR Tiny Desk. So we could put on Tiny Desk in the backyard. We could have beer. We both like bourbon and whiskey. We could have that in the backyard. And the trailer just sets the tone for everything. We could be running around. Our dogs could be running around. And we just are enjoying the process. So personally, we're able to... um, to enjoy it too. Right. That's, yeah, that's good. That's I, know, good. I know you say you, you travel with the uh, the trailer. So how far uh, south, north, west? Like how far in terms of each, each direction? Do you, are you willing? Are you willing to go for events or pr- private or anything? When we went to Pittsburgh, that wasn't bad because I feel like 
that drive was like four and a half hours to five hours. So I feel like depending upon what the situation is and and what that bag bag, is. (laughs) (laughs) What the situation is. Yeah, what the bag looking like. We will part go if that makes sense. So I would definitely say probably five to six hours, but of course we have to be compensated for our travel. And then if we are to stay overnight, then that also needs to be you know kind of built into it. And I think that that's the one thing for me to understand is like you are worth every penny, right? Because you worry about if I give you an invoice and it's for this amount of money, um, you're not going to want to proceed forth or somebody's going to try to talk me down, right? Or like try to talk me out of it. But it's like, nah, this is what it is. And even you with it or you're not. Go find another one. They right? Won't. <laughs> it's worth it. You know what I mean? The experience is worth it. The product is worth it. We're going to give you, you know, just top tier customer service as well. Right. So everyone who comes to that trailer is going to be pleased when they walk away. And I want people to understand that too, that it's more than just the beer trailer, it's the experience. And that's what we're trying to cultivate, an experience around craft beer and at private and public events. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So 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 if I gotta write five hours in, in any direction. Or, or the bag is unless the bag is bigger bigger than five hours. Right, yeah. exactly. Right. You figure it out. Yeah, you figure it out if that bag is bigger than that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's something what? that I enjoy to do. So, like, I'm willing mm-hmm. to go. I'm going to be compensated, but the events often are fun. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not like yeah. I'm just being a dead horse and just sitting out there. Like, nah, it's it's a good time. Now, you guys are, are a weekend thing. Do you? How many weekends is a like a good season, or is it a, is it a seasonal type of thing? Is it a we go every weekend, or we try to be booked as much as possible? I know you guys said that y'all both busy, y'all both got things on the side, and this is a passion project. But how much in the forefront is Black Girl on Tap taking up y'all's weekends? I mean, for right now, it's just something that really went public when we opened our cafe and bike shop last July. So we opened in July of twenty twenty one. And so in that instance, we would have the trailer out there just doing complimentary things for people who were just coming through in a community to put it on, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not booked um, that often just that yet because we're still trying to streamline the process, if that makes sense. And so that's mm-hmm. what I was talking about as far as getting a really good idea of all the things that we want to be able to accomplish with the trailer. You know, if people reach out and we have availability, that's fine. But we're still building our other business in the background. So sometimes we'll have some conflicting weekend events if we have events at the bike shop uh, because my husband and I travel together. Um, But otherwise, I mean, it can be far out. Like if you say, I want you to come to my wedding in eight months, you know, can I put you on? That's fine. We'll do Mm -hmm. things in the winter too um, because you use heat lamps. I think that COVID changed things with folks that they're willing to be outside yeah, and it doesn't yeah, matter true. what time of the year. Yeah, yeah. So if somebody true. wants to do something in their backyard and they having like a winter wonderland or something like that, right. if you have heat lamps, we have a generator, we'll be out there. So yeah. it's not necessarily seasonal. It just depends on yeah. the atmosphere and kind of what you're trying to do for that event. Mm-hmm. The, 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 I mean, we, I expect this this business to 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 flourish like it should to be big. Would you ever think about getting a bigger trailer and having more taps? Yes. 
So just to add on to that question, the expansion to have actually more trailers too. Right. Yes. How about a black how about a black boy on tap? Oh. <laughs> that, was, that was too hard of a laugh. And you know you would be getting certain questions. Because even people be talking about me about black girl on tap, but they was like, Oh, why didn't you say like on the pole? I'm like, y'all are wild. Wow. Like black wild girl on the pole, why? I mean, wow. So I mean that's 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 advertising something different. Right. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Like black girl on tap. Black girl on. I don't know. But it it's not black beautiful. girl to tap. No, it's black girl on tap. <laughs> what y'all talking about? Black girl on the pole. Why does that? How does that <laughs> sound the same? That doesn't sound the same. We already um we have another trailer. We actually have an airstream, like an old oh, cool. school airstream. So we're gonna try to um renovate that. We've already started like gutted it and got the floors in. So that might be something that's next. Is to have that, so it could be like. like what's that? <laughs> no, it's gonna be black girl. No, don't girl. smile like that. Don't smile with the thumbs up like no, that. No, 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 no. no. Oh, the brand is the brand. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll be able to do something that's just a little bit more full service, if that makes sense. To have more tests, potentially six to eight. Um, I'm even thinking about putting a little something on there that if you wanted to have a private event or like even just a dinner for like couples or something where you could get full service and you could be on a trailer. So it's kind of just thinking about those things in the future. But we do recognize that, especially if we're talking about doing these larger festivals and things like that, you're going to need a system that has the capacity to meet the need of those long, those larger um, events and scenarios. So that is something that we're working on. You know, maybe it'll be ready by spring, summer of next year. Maybe not. And that's okay, too. I just try to figure out what can we do now and how can we accomplish it to the best of our ability so that what we're putting out is not half-assed. Mm-hmm. Um, and other things will come. So if we find the time to, to get that up and going by that time, that'll be wonderful. But if not, that's okay, too. Yeah, yeah. just figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. All right. Anybody else got any more questions for uh, this black girl on tap? This I want to end mine on, ex- on, on, you want want mine on expansion. I said I wanted to end mine on expansion. I'm good. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Yoda was talking about the black girl on tap and he was trying mm-hmm. to change the name, I, I was never <laughs> It'll be brought to you by Black Girl on Tap. I'll just be on there, Black Boy on Tap. <laughs> why, why the thumbs up? <laughs> yeah, why that smile like that? <laughs> That's not your normal smile at all. Yo, don't, come on, man. I got different smiles. <laughs> oh, my bad, my bad. But that ain't, that's definitely not your normal one. $100 smile? $500? <laughs> that looked the same. A thousand. <laughs> Million dollars. Million dollars. <laughs> um Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we want to thank uh Adina Brewington Brown for coming on AK Black Girl on Tap. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh before we go, we always like to know how people can find you, reach out, uh, where they can see all the, the moves and the shakings and all the things that you were doing. So how can they find uh, Black Girl on Tap uh, on these worldwide webs and, and get the merch and all that good stuff and, and all that? 
I feel like the best way right now is to hit me up on IG, which is at Black Girl on Tab, to DM. If I'm doing events, typically I'm posting them there. Um, soon the website will be on, like, up and running to full capacity. So that's www.theblackgirlontab.com, and then we'll have events there. Even if you just want merch or a T-shirt, you can just shoot me a DM for now, you know, until the website is up and going. But, of course, once it's launched and fully functional, I'll make sure to post that um, so that people know that they can go to the website. Yeah. Right. Can you, like, what's the um, what's the bike the bike shops, too? Oh, okay. Now, the bike shops are dope. Like, yeah, they're yeah. really – and I think that this is the thing about us trying to make an imprint as far as um, bringing certain things to our community because cycling – um isn't the most inclusive leisure activity right, nor right. professional um sport if that makes sense and my husband is really making a dent in that so the tricycle shop is on um the school river trail in conshohocken the official name is the tricycle cafe and bicycle shop and we're a full service shop so bicycle sales mm -hmm. um repairs accessory sales and then we have a cafe there too and then we took over ownership of the Velodrome, which is at 40th and Lancaster, which is in West Philly, kind of um, on the outskirts of Drexel and um, University of Penn's campus. Um, we hope that that really becomes a community staple as well, um, just to make a difference. More of us need to be on bikes. We need to be doing our thing. We named our shop The Tricycle after Matthew Cherry, who was an African-American inventor who has patents associated with the tricycle. Mm -hmm. So as I stated, a lot of this stuff is like historical things that we are tapping into because um, the people before us have paved the way. And we just want to make an impact so that we can continue to pave the way for those that are coming behind us. So at the tricycle shop, we do live events. Oftentimes we have live music there. Um, the beer trailer is there sometimes during those periods of time. So definitely follow us. Um, on IG, which is the Tricycle Shop, and then also um, Velo John on Instagram as well. Velo John? Yeah, V-E-L-O, and then the next word is John. Nice, <laughs> yeah, nice. John. You know, Philly, uh, every, every John. Every yeah, John. Every John. John. <laughs> <laughs> we got Even one of them Johns. Yeah. <laughs> All them Johns, man. Uh -huh. um, and thank you for allowing me to speak about um, those other businesses as well. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, sure. That's what we're here for, to give a platform for all. Oh, all right. Um, all right, Lou. How can they find you? What? I was for what? All. You don't like my singer? I hate when he does these random, like, <laughs> just random. That was random. Was it, oh, was uh, it my name is Lou. My name is my, my name is Lou Belgium. My name is Lou Belgium. My name is Lou Belgium. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm on them Instagram. All right, yo. And my name is my name is Yoda. But you can call me 302 Yoda. And you can find me on IG at I am 302 Yoda. <laughs> And you can find Bruising Word. Banter Podcast at Bruising Banter Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can even say Alexa, play Bruising Banter Podcast because we're on Amazon Music, as well as Pandora and iHeartRadio. <laughs> if you want to follow me, Rob G, Rob Say Bruising, there it is. Bing, 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 bing. Uh, you can have to go to www.bruisingbanter.com and get the uh, merch or follow or find out all about all the different platforms we are on as well. Leave a message, comment, like, subscribe, post, all that good stuff. Um, right. Give recommendations or accommodations or and all, and all that good stuff. 
Uh, Rob, I, yes. I hate to cut you off, right? Uh-huh. But I just it just dawned on me. Yeah. I had to ask another question. Okay. Do you have any events that are coming up? Oh, hey, that's a good question. That's a that's a solid question. That was worth the extra couple minutes that we about to get. That's a solid question. Good job, Yoda. Good job by you. The trailer is going to be at the um, Montcro Brew Festival. I actually will not be there. So the Montgomery County um, Brew Festival. So that's October the 15th. So my husband, Mike, will be out there, you know, serving up those beers. And I said, I have um, a conflicting event. But then I probably am going to be doing a collaboration with Adam Company and Mount Airy Learning Tree, which is going to be um, potentially a beer and cheese pairing okay. in Philly um, with all the accoutrements. A friend of ours is a cheesemonger. So Ooh, wow. it's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, just saying a lot of good words, man. High fives, <laughs> accoutrements. I, yes, like, yes, I like all yes. these words. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> You got to have more doctors on our podcast, guys. <laughs> I like it. I said cornucopia a couple times a day. It's, it's awesome. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, that was a solid question. You know, it's a good good, good job. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. I, I, I'm looking forward to this beer and cheese. I like that. Right. Where yeah, is that? Did, did you say the date? I'm sorry. Did, did you say the date? the date? But it'll oh, be before okay. the end of the year. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, make sure you'll, you'll stay on her Instagram. Right. Go on, yeah. like on and tap and make sure you mm-hmm. follow. Um, yeah. Once again, we want to thank Adina Brewington Brown for coming on the podcast. Thank you. And on the side, yeah, I'd like you. to thank Mr. Brown. Thank you, Mr. Brown. Yeah, you're you're a great know. asset to Ms. Mr. Mrs. Brown. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. <laughs> oh, Mr. Brown. I'm sure you get, I'm sure get that so lot. <laughs> That's probably why I was like, nah, you can keep brewing to <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shout out to uh, Dev Drinks Craft Brew. Uh, uh, he couldn't join us today. But again, we want to thank Adina uh, for coming through. This has been episode 180 of Brews and Bandit Podcast. Until next yes. time. Have a good week, everyone. Peace. I appreciate you guys. Black girl, if you're a 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 black girl, do your thing.